Hi, and welcome to Yeah, That Can't Be Good, the Wonderfalls edition with me, Vicki, and my co-host, Doug Gramley. Now, here's Doug, not Doug Gramley, with a podcast disclaimer. Yeah, That Can't Be Good is a frequent line used by Sheriff Jack Carter in the original subject of this podcast, the sci-fi original series Eureka, and is not intended as commentary on any of the series covered here. Let's get going! This is Doug with the IMDb credits and a quick cap for Wonderfalls Season 1, Episode 9, Safety Canary. Series created by Brian Fuller and Tom Holland. Written by Liz Garcia and Alexander Wu. Directed by Peter Lauer. Original air date November 7th, 2004. This episode aired only in Canada. And now for the quick cap. Jay and Eric go on their first date to the zoo. Following the orders of the canary on the no-flash photography sign, Jay takes a photo of the birds, which disrupts the birds and hits the pause button on the endangered birds mating. Jay's actions also cause Penelope to be transferred away from the birds and later to be fired from the zoo altogether. Rufus, a zoo employee with a clear attraction for Penelope, along with a stuffed donkey, convinced Jay that she has to help Penelope and the birds. Jay, Eric, and Penelope break into the zoo, steal the birds, and take them to Jay's parents' house to provide a place for them to mate. Feeling the pressure from Mahandra to break up with Eric, Jay lets the birds escape to give her more time to break up with Eric. The group, now including Sharon, Aaron, and Mahandra, search the woods for the escaped birds. Jay breaks up with Eric, air quotes, for his own good. Sharon realizes that she was pushing Beth away over her insecurities, But while she's busy figuring this out, Beth has already slept with Thomas, her ex-husband. Mahandra and Aaron realize an attraction to each other, but do not act on it. The birds are found mating in Sharon's car, which she agrees to loan to the zoo for the 28-day incubation period, and rushes back to make up with Beth. Penelope is praised for her ability to get the birds to mate, but does not get her job back. She does, however, finally notice Rufus's attraction to her. Mahandra goes back to Jay's parents' house to act on the conversation she and Aaron had earlier, and Jay, realizing her mistake in breaking up with Eric, rushes back to the bar only to find that Heidi has returned to Niagara Falls and is already there with him. Okay, so we're back with Season 1, Episode 9, Safety Canary. So before I ask you what you thought about this episode, I have to mention another Star Trek connection. Okay. So Kelly Waymeyer, who played Penelope in this episode. The zoologist or whatever her? Yeah. Oh, okay. Had a recurring part in Star Trek Enterprise as Elizabeth Coulter, who was friends with Dr. Flox, who just happens to be my favorite Star Trek doctor. And I really liked her character because she kind of gave Flox someone to interact with other than the main cast. Okay. I believe at the time the intention was at some point to make her a regular cast member, but she died in 2003 of some sort of undiagnosed heart issue. So I believe that this episode was the last thing she worked on before she died. And this episode actually aired after her death in Canada, because obviously it didn't air in the United States. Oh, really? She died? Yeah, she died before this even aired, this episode. So having said that, what did you think of this episode? Uh, I thought it was kind of annoying. Really? Yeah, I didn't really like it. A little hard to follow. The birds. Really? Yeah. I just didn't like the whole, like, birds mating and stuff. I mean, I don't know. You know what the problem is? Like, this whole relationship between Jay and 
Eric. Yeah. It's taking too long. They've been forcing this for how many episodes now? And, you know, during this episode, it was still a struggle. It was a struggle. And then his wife showed up. Yeah. Right. Which actually at the end, like that was kind of interesting to me. I was like, okay, now it's like I'm back. I'm interested again. Yeah. I mean, even though I knew she was coming, I mean, anybody would have imagined she was coming eventually because, you know, they talked about her so much. She has to. And even though I knew she was coming, I didn't like that she was there. (laughs) I don't know. We seem to have opposing opinions on every episode we watch because I really, really like this episode. Yeah. I mean, the whole bird mating explanations I didn't need to hear at all. Yeah. But I liked that the whole episode was about people and birds coming together. Some unexpected and some in odd ways, like the birds. And the only people who don't come together in the end are Eric and Jay. And that's because there's a wrench thrown in the mix, which, as we said, is Heidi. But the one thing that does really bug me about this episode is the character of Mahandra seems to be a totally different character every episode. Yeah. Last week, I pointed out the fact that she was forcing the issue of getting Jay and Eric together. Yeah. And this week, she goes out of her way to force Jay to dump them. Yeah. It's like they don't even care about what this character did the week before or two weeks before. They just write her whatever way they need her to be. Right, for that episode. Right. This is not the first time that her character just ruined an episode for me. And I thought, you know, when I think about this series, I thought I liked her character. But they write her like she didn't exist in previous episodes. Let's just change her whole personality or her whole way of thinking. I don't know. That bothers me. So... The mating story that Penelope's telling about the birds at the beginning sort of goes along with Jay and Eric's path to finally dating. Right. And, you know, we see flashes of them getting ready, apparently, for their date. And we're not going to talk about toenail cutting. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you really enjoyed that scene. Oh, my God. Why do they keep doing this to me? This show is hitting every issue that I have. <laughs> this show, I swear to God, if there's an episode about feet, I'm out. <laughs> You're going to have to do it by yourself. Because <laughs> they're hitting every one of my things that I can't stand. Oh, that's too funny. Jeez. Isn't that what everybody does before they go on a date? My God, I don't even know, and I don't care. I don't know why that had to be thrown in. And then there was the whole saliva. Oh, my God. The saliva compatibility, another thing that makes me gag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this show, remember the food issue with him licking the Farnsworth? And then the drool issue that I have? <laughs> and saliva. <laughs> I can't. Ugh. So at the zoo, the canary sign is telling people not to use flash photography. But the canary in the sign tells Jay to take a picture, which makes the birds go crazy and starts this whole series of events. When I was taking notes the second time I was watching it, I couldn't remember if any other animal ever came and said anything else to her or if that was the one time. During the episode? Yeah. But later on, there were others because they're getting less and less every episode. So I remember the canary, but I couldn't remember if anybody else had to push her along or anything. But yeah, there was later. So it's funny that along with Mahandra pushing her, both Sharon and Erin mentioned that her discarded boyfriend still call or email them about her. And they mentioned some exchange student, maybe, was it? Yeah. That they both complain about. And you know what I remembered when I just wrote that sentence, Sharon and Erin? And I know it's a thing and it occurs to me every once in a while and then I forget about it. The family, the names are Karen, Darren, Sharon, 
Aaron and Jay. Oh, really? <laughs> That's right. I think about it every time I say more than one name in the family together, and then I forget about it. I'm sure that's a well-known uh, fact, but I figured I'd say it. And then in this episode, Thomas, the UPS guy, is back, or EPS guy is back, and he awkwardly runs into Sharon at the gift shop. Jay asks about the nurse, and we can assume by his bursting into tears that they're no longer together. Right. So Rufus the guy who works in the zoo, who obviously has a thing for Penelope, tells Jay that Penelope's been banned from the birds. And he says they're endangered, and she's working on getting them to mate. And he tells Jay that she has to help. And as he tells her this, she opens a box of stuffed donkeys, and one tells her to save the lovebirds. So she goes to talk to Penelope. But she ends up getting Penelope fired from the zoo altogether. Yeah. Meanwhile, Sharon and Beth have an argument about peanut butter, but really about Sharon's insecurities about Beth telling her she wasn't all gay or however she put it. I can't even remember. How did she put that? Um, what'd she say? It was something weird. Like she's not all gay or she's not. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, phrase that she's, how she put it. But. Yeah. But it was an odd way to put it. Right. And then obviously Sharon running into Thomas earlier that day. So they break up and Sharon leaves. Well, we assume they break up. All the talk about Jay and her discarded boyfriends and Penelope calling her a love killer is beginning to get to Jay, which starts Mahandra on her mission to get Jay to dump Eric. And do you think that there's, and I think I said this before, Mahandra, do you think she's got something for Eric? You know what? That never, ever, ever, ever occurred to me. But because you said that in an earlier episode, and I do remember you saying that, that's the first thing I thought of when I was watching this this time. And I don't know. I mean, you know what? When you watch a show for a podcast, you watch it differently than when you first watched it. So in my memory, I don't know if there's any indication of that, but I could be 100% wrong, you know, moving forward. Yeah. But that never occurred to me ever until you brought it up a couple of episodes ago. And then when this happened, that was the first thing I thought of, too. And then even after, like, I don't know, when she went back to go see Faye's brother. Yeah. You know, at the end, like, yeah. I felt like that was also, like, almost as a... Uh, I don't know. A rebound kind of? Yes, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, because if, if you're under the mindset that she might have a thing for Eric, that would make sense. Yes. So she starts to convince Jay that it's the right thing to do, even though it's clear that Jay really does like him and doesn't want to dump him. But she takes on the mission of saving the lovebirds to save them, but also to prove to herself and Mahandra that she's not a love killer but a love saver. Yeah. So Eric, Jay, and Penelope break into the zoo to steal the birds. Rufus shows up and distracts the zoo security while they escape with the birds. Penelope doesn't even recognize him as working there. So that's how involved she is with these birds, that she doesn't even recognize the people, especially this guy who's been stalking her, it seems like. They take the birds to Jay's parents' house to give them a place to mate. Aaron wonders if the cow creamer told her to do this. I don't know why I think that's funny every time he says, did the cow creamer tell you to do this? Yeah. It, yeah. So Mahandra shows up with worms and sticks, which is uh, we find out wasn't even needed, and continues to convince Jay to break up with Eric. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, the Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Doug Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Doug here from the 13th Warehouse. If you're a fan of Warehouse 13, please join Kim and Vicki over at the 13th Warehouse at the13thwarehouse.com. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse. Attention Warehouse fans. Kim and Vicky continue on with the Warehouse theme on the 13th Warehouse with Friday the 13th, the 1988 television series. Follow Mickey, Ryan, and Jack as they hunt for cursed antiques sold by Uncle Lewis to unsuspecting and sometimes suspecting patrons of his antique shop. So stick with us on the 13th Warehouse for Friday the 13th, the series. You can listen to the 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. So Penelope makes Eric and Aaron leave because of their pheromones. And Jay thinks if she can get Eric out of there, she can put off breaking off of them. But then the birds begin mating, so they want to stay. So Jay lets the birds out to give her more time. This part I didn't really understand. She lets the birds out because they started mating sooner than she thought they would. And she thought she'd be able to keep Eric out of the house longer if they were waiting for them to mate, correct? Yeah, but I think she did that because I think she was trying to like referencing herself. You know what I mean? Yes. So maybe she's still not ready for them to be in a relationship and seeing how quickly the birds came together. No, no, we need more time. Right, right. That's good. I didn't get that she related it to herself. She absolutely did. That makes perfect sense. Because later in the conversation she has with Mahandra, the one that doesn't make sense about how if she keeps Eric away from her, she could still be with him, except that she you know, has to keep him away from her. So when she said, I need more time, I was taking it literally that she needed more time so she didn't have to break up with Eric. But what you're saying makes sense. Okay, so Sharon comes running in the house. Because she believes that babies are missing, not birds. But she is willing to help because she's aware that they're endangered. So they all split up and look through the woods behind the house. Sharon is with Penelope and Jay is with Eric. Aaron and Mahandra stay in the house. They flirt. And when they were flirting, he was kind of weird. Talk about when they were on the couch. Yes. He was creepy, right? It wasn't just me? No. Yeah. Okay. But then do you think he was as creepy later when they got together? When she came back to the house? Yeah. I didn't feel like he was creepy then, but that couch scene was kind of creepy. Uh, yeah. I think any, any scene like that where the guy is kind of just like looking at the girl in the way that he was. Yeah. And he's just kind of like his face too, just has that kind of, I don't know how to explain it. I know exactly what you mean. Kind of like that dead face where he's kind of staring like through you and not at you. Type of, type of look. So yeah, so that coupled with kind of like the way he was talking and the way he was kind of inching forward. Right. But then later, it didn't bother me. Yeah. I, I don't know. So Jay breaks up with Eric in the woods and pretty much what Eric said about it's not about him. She's protecting herself. Yeah. It's kind of true. Right. Although deep down it's true. I think she's really been convinced that she is protecting him by letting him go. But given the fact that she's so easily convinced or that somebody could even convince her to break up with somebody she actually likes, I do think there's more truth to what Eric said than she realizes at this point. Yeah. 
So Sharon and Penelope search and talk about the bird's relationship history. And when Penelope says that the female bird's biggest hurdle is herself and that she'd been on her own for so long that she didn't recognize a healthy relationship and wouldn't let her guard down, Sharon sees herself in that scenario and goes to see Beth. Meanwhile, Thomas stops by Beth's house to return a button. I can't stand him. I guess we're not supposed to be able to stand him because they do make him out to be such a limp. Yeah. Beth is upset about Sharon, and then Beth and Thomas hook up. Sharon's trying to leave because of what Penelope and her were talking about. She wants to get back to Beth, but she can't because the birds are mating in her car now. And then the zoo boss shows up to get the birds back, but the birds are mating in the car. So Sharon has to loan her car to the zoo during the incubation period, which is something like 28 days. Yeah. Penelope does not get her job back, but Jay points her in the direction of Rufus because like everyone else in this episode, she was using something else to avoid interacting with other people. Right. And Jay finally realizes that she's doing the same. Sharon runs back to Beth and doesn't let Beth get a word in edgewise. Mahandra goes back to Aaron at the house. Penelope finally notices Rufus. And then Jay runs back to Eric, but Heidi's there. And the thing about that is when he heard someone come into the bar, he looked happy as if he thought it was Jay. Right. Is that what you got? Yes. So I don't know if the jukebox music had something to do with Heidi and maybe he did know it was Heidi. I don't know. But I I was under the assumption he thought Jay was showing up and he was happy. Yeah. So things worked out for everyone but Jay. So I have a fun fact about the Beth Thomas Sharon hookup that I was going to save until the end when we covered the documentary. But there's no really reason to save it. So this is from Wikipedia. So take this however you want to take it. But the plan for the Beth and Sharon relationship was, and this is a quote from the page, and I'll link it to the website. An accidental pregnancy plotline was planned for Jay's sister, Sharon. Having slept with her girlfriend, Beth, who had just slept with her ex-husband, Sharon would later find out that she was pregnant from him. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. This miracle pregnancy would solve one problem between Beth and her ex-husband, that they couldn't have children. So does that kind of sound like they were planning on getting Beth and Thomas back together? It sounded like there was going to be a thruple. Oh, okay. You know, like a three-way a three-way couple. Maybe. I feel like you would have to go in something that direction. Like, I don't think the show's built on anything that's too deep. My mind went to that Beth and Thomas were going to get back together and Sharon was going to be the one, you know, carrying their child. I wasn't sure that she would be in any kind of relationship with them. But yeah, that makes sense. So anyway, I did like this episode until Heidi showed up, which I said earlier. And I'm not happy she's there, but I'm sure no one's supposed to be happy she's there. Did I miss anything that you wanted to talk about? No. I mean, I was going to say, like, I don't know, at this point, I feel like I'm I'm done with Eric and uh, Jay. Well, yeah, because they only they gotten together for one episode, not even really. And they're already broken up and there's already a problem. Right. I feel like that maybe he he's happy now that that Heidi's back. Well, the way they were shooting it, you couldn't really tell. I I think he was. Yeah. But his reaction when Jay walked in was it was something different. So I'm not sure. I knew she came back, but I don't really remember a lot of the story. Now I'm assuming that she'll be in the next. Uh, She's in a few. I know she's in a few. I can't tell you how many. I haven't looked it up and I don't remember, but I know she's in a few. What episode is this? Nine? Uh, Nine. How many episodes are in the season? Uh, There's 13 and then the documentary. Okay. Do you recognize the girl, Heidi? She looked familiar, but I couldn't. I couldn't place her. Jewel State. She was Kaylee in Firefly. No, nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know that. 
She, I mean, she's in a bazillion different things, but. She was the main character, though. In Firefly? Yeah. She was a mechanic. Oh, is that who that was? Yeah. Was this film before Firefly or after? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was after. After? Yeah. She looked different. Well, she's a little older and definitely thinner. Not that Kaylee was heavy, but she looks taller, so I think she must be thinner. Yeah. Oh, I think I scrubbed I scrubbed everything about that out of my memory, so. <laughs> you should give it another try. Yeah. <laughs> have an open mind. When you have to figure out what order to watch the shows in. But that's the problem with this show, too. You have to figure yeah. out. I mean, I feel like that's got to be a death sentence. Absolutely. All right. Well, if you have nothing else, then we'll be back shortly for episode 10, I believe. I don't remember the name of it. I couldn't tell you because every every set you look at has a different episode for the next one. So. Well, I'm just trying to follow the IMDb because even on the, the DVDs, they're different order, which is probably the order they were intended. But that doesn't always make sense to me either. So I'm just following IMDb aired order. All right, then we'll see you next time for episode 10. Join us next time for season 1, episode 10, Lying Pig. Bye now! Don't forget to follow us on our website, EurekaRewatch.com, on Twitter, at Eureka Warehouse, on Facebook, at Eureka Rewatch, page name, Yeah, That Can't Be Good, and on Instagram, at Eureka underscore Warehouse. Episodes of Yeah, That Can't Be Good are available on our website, EurekaRewatch.com, on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for Yeah, That Can't Be Good, The Wonderfalls Edition, Gypsy Blues, provided by Paul Whitman and his orchestra, found on Pixabay, free for commercial and personal use. Thanks for listening. Come back soon.